Hello, 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 family. Welcome to an official launch of Key News Media's Hidden Jewels. Today, I have the opportunity of speaking with the author, the singer, the speaker extraordinaire herself, Miss Lori Wright, who actually just launched her book, which I like to refer to it as Ministry Within the Pages, Another Side of Victory. Today, can you help me welcome Lori Wright? Hi, Lori. Thank you for joining us today. How are you today? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Thank you for all of those beautiful words that you expressed about me. Um, How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, actually. Um, It's nice to just be sitting outside, um, you know, taking in some some air and sitting by the water. And just wanted to take this time to really discuss with you your book, Another Side of Victory. I had the uh, privilege and the chance to be able to read this book from cover to cover. And I must say, it was it was definitely such a blessing to be able to see you could almost see where you were when you started the book and see where God has brought you from as you get to the end of the book. And I love how your first chapter uh, starts out with the words, another side of victory. And then you end the book by really explaining how sometimes the word victory may not always be, it may not always feel like the word victory is necessarily in your favor but you yourself are a living testament of that word victory can you explain to us a little bit about what that means to you when you say that you are another side of victory and trust me anyone that anyone that gets her book I'm telling you you are going to be tremendously blessed so I wanted to ask her or or I should say I wanted to ask you Lori can you Tell us, what does that mean to you when you say that you are another side of victory? Um, Well, uh, another side of victory, what that means and what that entails to me is that, um, well, let me start with myself. So when once everything happened to me in 2008, um, mentally, and I was just challenged within my thoughts, feeling like I was a loser and I wasn't victorious because I had prayed for something and I didn't actually get that um, the manifestation of what I prayed for. So I started feeling as if I was, like I just said, um, I had lost and that I was not victorious and that I did not have the victory. So that caused me to go into a cave and some other things. It was just like a spiral type of um, effect. And it was a negative effect on me. But uh, somehow or another, I was able to still um, grasp hold and kind of lean in on my my beliefs and and my uh, foundation, which is uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and just knowing him as my personal savior. So I was able to lean in on that 
even when I was challenged in, challenged in believing it for myself. Um, so with that being said, with time, uh, and excuse me for those who don't know Christ, Christendom and Christian wording and terminology. <laughs> That's all right. But with time, uh, the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, kept me and, and healed me, carried me, uh, and I was able to start seeing more of the sovereign God that I was taught about and I learned about as a child. Now I am in a place where I have to learn and embrace the sovereign God for myself. I sung the songs and, and all of that, but it's a different walk and it's a different, right. it takes on a different tone when you have to uh, experience it for yourself and you have to live in it and live through it. So once I started embracing the sovereign God and allowing the Holy Spirit to heal me and lead and guide me, uh, the Holy Spirit would minister to me in various ways. And I started realizing that because of God's sovereignty, that's what gave me the victory. I'm yet still victorious. Although I did not receive what I prayed for, I did not receive that tangible thing I prayed for and cried out to God for and believed him for, I did not receive that. That did not um, just cast me out to be a loser or not being victorious because of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I have the victory. Because all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord. And Amen. I have to, you know, I had to learn how to rest in that. Not only just quote the scriptures. And um, it's one thing to read them. It's, it's another thing to quote them. But it's another thing to stand on them and embrace them for yourself. Even when challenges, when you're faced with challenges. And still rely on those scriptures. And so that's where basically where I was and, and am. Um, I'm another side of victory. Amen. Amen. I would definitely have to say that I fully, fully concur uh, with you that you truly are another side of victory. Of course, we know through the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I think one of the things that really <clears throat> stood out to me also when I was reading the book, I recall when you were saying how you started the book back in 2009 and how you said, you know, when you started the book during that time, it, it, you know, it was very tough for you. And you had a hard time getting through it for various reasons. And yet you look, here we are, fast forward to 2022. And while at the time you might have felt like that it was delayed because you couldn't, you know, that you had a hard time dealing with it. But you look at God's timing. Uh I would say, and I strongly feel like that it's God's timing for the book to have come out during this time. With that being said, what are your hopes um, or, you know, what are your prayers? What do you want people to get from your book, Another Side of Victory? First and foremost, I want um, everyone to receive whatever the Lord Jesus Christ has ordained and what he wants to bring forth in and through the lives of the people. That's what I want to happen for everyone. Um, I want people to uh, to know that, again, that even if a person does not obtain the tangible thing that they're praying for, that they pray and believe God for, I want them to still have, still have and know that they are still victorious 
because of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want salvation, healing, and deliverance to come forth through this book. Um, healing uh, for lives to be transformed in, in the way that God desires for it to be transformed. Bottom line, I want the Holy Ghost and, and for God to be exalted and for everything he intends to happen in the lives of the people to happen. That's what my hopes are for the book. Amen. And um, <clears throat> when I was also reading, reading the book, you mentioned about you mentioned about forgiveness, and um, and if you read the different chapters in your book, you see the different scenarios and different situations that you mentioned, and you talk about the word forgiveness. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your process of getting to the place of learning to forgive the way that the Lord desires for us to get? us us to forgive um i don't want to ask was that an easy process because i doubt that it was but what was that process like for you when you know when did you realize or or should i say what do you feel like is the best way for someone to be able to get to a point of forgiveness even after they've gone through uh, maybe a season of where everything may have been taken away for different reasons. Um, you know, for you, it was, you know, by way of your experience, but there are people in life that are going through situations and sometimes they feel like things are unforgivable. How, how would you tell someone to be able to get to a place of forgiveness in the way that the Lord desires for us to forgive? I would say the first steps to forgiveness well, let me put it like this. The first steps that I took towards forgiveness were to cry out to God and, and ask God to help me, help me to forgive because I did not want to have unforgiveness in my heart towards anyone. And it's just a healthier way of life to forgive. And by me forgiving, um, I'm releasing that person. And it's helping me ultimately... It, it was more beneficial for me because, again, I didn't want to have unforgiveness in my heart. I wanted God to hear my prayers, receive my prayers, and I did not want anything to hinder nor block my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, now, was it a, a overnight, quick, rapid process? No, it wasn't. But the first steps were for me to ask God to help me, help me to forgive and which he did and it was a process it wasn't overnight um it took some years how i kn know i have forgiven because i was able to look certain things in the face um, approach certain situations and that sting was no longer there i had such a peace within myself there was no anger there was no no wanting to lash out no memory recall at that time and again this is for me it may happen for someone else differently but I will say when you know a true sign that you know that uh, that forgiveness has taken place and that God has healed you from whatever the situation is you won't feel that that uh, uneasiness within yourself and you'll have such a peace about it when you're faced, if you're ever faced with the situation again, if you're ever faced with that undesirable person or thing, um, 
and you don't have that agitation within yourself, in your heart, um, and you're able to smile, genuinely smile inside and out, that's a true sign. There are other signs, but I know for myself, again, that that is one true sign that that forgiveness has taken place. And you're able to actually pray a prayer, a blessing upon the person and um, just ask God to, you know, remember that person, forgive that person for whatever they did wrong. And actually, it goes even further than that. The Holy Spirit is so wise that he will allow you to even look further beyond your situation and see probably what may have caused the person to act or whatever the situation is. It doesn't necessarily have to be a person. But the Holy Spirit will, um, that discernment will kick in and, and sometimes cause you to look beyond whatever the situation is and may see the root of why something happened or if it's a person why the person acted in a manner that they did and not that you will become such a a master uh, on the topic or a psychologist or anything like that but you will have a greater understanding of people a greater understanding of life a greater understanding of I believe what God, you know, has placed in us um, to be our brothers and sisters keepers and to love one another and to have that agape love. Um, Yeah, I I feel that, you know, the Holy Spirit will help us to, if we desire and if we allow the Holy Spirit to be the Holy Spirit, will sometimes, and for for me, again, back to me, um, that's what happened to me. I look beyond that situation and I started seeing the root of the situation so that actually helped me even more so to move past it because God was maturing me in such a way and I thank God for it that I'm you know I'm able to share with others and whether a person receives it or or doesn't receive it you know it's up to them but I'm able to be a living testimony and share just share with the next person amen amen um for those of you that may not know and understand why i chose to speak with Lori Wright today as i said she is the author of the book another side of victory um for those of you that may be going through turbulent seasons in your life and you may be going through something that has been tragic or you may be grieving um you could be grieving from the loss, the loss of a loved one. You could be grieving from um, a disappointing season or something in your life. Um, her book would be a perfect tool to pick up because it definitely shows how one can go from tragedy to triumph and from being um, what some people may consider them to be a victim in many ways, but through the Lord Jesus Christ, you can come out victorious. Um, And so I just wanted to throw that in there because someone may be wondering, you know, what is the book Another Side of Victory about? It is definitely a great book to definitely read right now, especially with so much going on in this world. And we've seen so much tragedy and so many uh, devastating situations taking place. And 
Uh, and I think that we can all agree that the world is uh, going through its own type of grief. But we all need to know and understand that by way of prayer, uh, which she makes mention of in the book, um, and through a safe community and 100% first and foremost through the Lord Jesus Christ that you can make it through. Um, Lori, you mentioned about prayer having been, you mentioned that prayer was so very important to you. You mentioned how prayer um, brought you through, you know, uh, when you didn't even know how to pray yourself, when you couldn't even remember certain things. Like how was it that you were able to um, you know, pray through during a time like that when it was hard? One, I had prayers stored up. So, what I mean by that, I've always been a, a lover of prayer from a child. And so, again, I was brought up in the church and I was brought up with Friday night, all night prayer and Tuesday night prayer. So that was just part of the fiber of my being. So as I grew older and became an adult and had my own family, I would gather my sons every night around the bed and whether they understood it or not, I would say, okay, we're gonna have prayer time now and we're all gonna get on, on our knees and we're gonna pray. And um, from the oldest to the youngest. Um, sometimes I was just, Dylan was a, a baby baby at a time and I was just sitting on the bed, like I was holding a, a, a bottle of a, a soda or something. I would just sit him there. And um, I, I'm sure he, well, I'm not gonna say he didn't understand, but however, um, we all got on our knees and around the edge of the bed and we prayed every night and um, before they went to bed. So I incorporated that. So, um, just from then on, I had prayers already stored up. So when I wasn't able to pray for myself, I had people that were intentional, that were intentional, that prayed for me. And because, I, again, I had my prayers already, I had prayers stored up. So God knew the posture of my heart even if it looked different at the moment. He knew my intentions and the posture of my heart. He knew the, the true pro posture of my heart. So um, with time, I would start saying um, basic affirmations. It may not have been a lot, but basic affirmations. Uh, I strive not to speak against Jesus, although I was very angry, but I strive not to speak against him. And um, once I was able to say thank you, Jesus, I said that even though it may, you know, just have been a couple of words. I said that. And with time, those words increased. And as time went on, I was able to say more words. I was able to put more words together and intentionally and meant them from my heart, not just from my lips and not just because I had learned it because I've been in the church all my life. So I can kind of wing it and not be uh, sincere about it. But once I, you know, with time again, I was able to sincerely pray. And I prayed the truth. I didn't pray something that sounded good or something that should have been perfectly put together. If it was just help, if I just prayed help, 
or if I just pray, yes, Lord, or if I just pray, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. That was my prayer at that time. But I started, there was a starting point, and I just continued to grow from there. Amen. Amen. Um, there was also something else that you mentioned in your book. Um, you spoke a lot about the importance of having a safe community, uh, especially, you know, during your process of, uh, or let's just say during your process. I'll stop right there. You spoke a lot about a safe community and how important it is to have a safe community. What does a safe community look like to you? What does that mean to you? And how can you relate to someone else the importance of having a safe community? A safe community. What a safe community looks like to me, um, back when my safe community was those, and it was small, those who would not judge me, who, who were intentionally trying to protect me, um, but they would not judge me. They, they watch me. And if I was going too far to the left, they helped bring me back in. But they allowed me to be me. They just allowed me to be. Just allowed me to be. You know, if, if there was um, some danger or it looked as if danger was approaching or I was going into a, danger, a dangerous place or unhealthy place, then my safe community, community stepped in and, and helped me in whatever facet. But um, that safe community doesn't tear you down. That safe community is there for you to lend an ear, not someone that you go to them to share and you wind up having your ear extended to them it's, instead of their ear extended to you. That safe community can be just someone to just sit there and just hear you, you know, just hear you share. Um, but definitely a no judgment zone. Absolutely no judgment. No pressure. They don't make you feel as if you're a burden or a problem or a headache or like, oh my gosh, don't tell me they're repeating this again. Mm -hmm. I may repeat myself 12 times, but my safe community, they're going to sit there. And if, they're, if they are bothered by it, they're not going to let me know. And they're not going to share with me like, come on, get it together already. You've said this already. Move on. Get over it. That's not what a safe community does. A safe community, again, allows you to just be as long as you're staying in the parameters of safety. They just let you be. And they watch you. And they help um, your healing process. Sometimes it doesn't require a whole lot of talking. Just someone to hear another person out. Um, that safe community also uh, something that is needed in the safe community is that person that you can call any time of the day, morning, night, or whatever, and they're not going to be like, you know, give you that long sigh like, what now, or you're a bother. Um, Hey family, I am so sorry about that for the interruption. Um, Lori was in the middle of telling us about the safe community. Somehow or another, my, uh, the podcast got interrupted. Um, but Lori was just telling us a little bit about what a safe community looks like to, uh, to her. And she was just more or less telling us this is a no judgment zone. It's a place where they just allow for her to be able to just be. And, um, you know, and they didn't, uh, try to 
push her in any way or whatever they you know they allowed for her to just be um but if they felt like that she was going too far potentially in the wrong direction then they helped to redirect her but mainly they just let her be in the process that she uh went through as she was um as god was taking her taking her through and so here we are in 2022 and you just had your book launch on july 9th yes so how does it feel to have finally launched your book what you know what did that day feel like for you and what are you hoping to do now that you've launched a book what's next what's next uh, so I've started writing other books, two other books. I'm not sure if both are going to be published, but I started writing two other books probably uh, nine to ten years ago. Um, I'm going to revisit those, both of those manuscripts. And I'm open for whatever God wants me to do in regards to my next move. Uh, my next venture and as far as feeling how do I feel after the launch I feel uh, I have the spirit of completion because I started so long ago and I made up in my mind this year that I was going to launch this book no matter what I was going to launch the book I was going to complete the book and you did and you did and thank you so I have a spirit, um, that spirit of completion. Um, I, I'm so grateful for it. That's how I feel. I feel like I completed. And I feel, well, I want, my desire is that it brings uh, glory to God. And that's the ultimate thing that I want from the book. But I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful that the book has been completed at this point. I'm grateful for that. And um, one of my last questions that I wanted to ask you was, who is your target audience for the book? I know that in many areas, many things, you're supposed to have a target audience. I know you are. But my, my target is so vast because I can speak to that son who feels fatherless, who... Uh, may have uh, whose sibling may have transitioned and they're feeling like feeling like you know lost or feeling like I, I don't even know the word for it but just feeling all spaced out and just wondering what kind of life is going you know what is going on what kind of life do I live now I can speak to that I can speak to that that um, that woman who feels rejected betrayed um, cast aside, stomped on, in a way of speaking, maybe not technically abused, but abused in different ways. Um, just slaughtered, just beat down, just kind of beat down. I could speak to that. I could speak to that man who is confused and wants to give up. Uh, I may not be able to speak on a, a vast in a vast way or a great level, but I think I can share something to each 
part of you know each person in its own way so i guess my target audience is the person the person the person that feels challenged the person that feels like giving up the person that feels that life they have nothing to live for that life is not worth the living the person that may feel like everything walked away or everything was hijacked from them that the floor fell from underneath them that the rug was pulled from underneath them they woke up one way uh, they went to sleep one way and woke up another way and now they're wondering looking around is this the world is this world real that i'm i'm now setting my eyes on or is this a, a fantasy is this a dream someone wake me up i can speak to the person i don't think there's a gender but the person and um as we prepare to wrap up how might someone uh purchase this book where can they go to purchase this uh, and where can they go to find out more about you? Where can they go to follow you? They can go to my Facebook page. Uh, I post. I strive to post weekly. They can go to, if they wanted to, if someone wanted to purchase the book, they could email me and uh, we can have a conversation. I can provide. And I also noticed that you had written down your website, LoriGaleEnterprise.com. My website, correct, is LoriGaleEnterprise.com. They can go there and find my email address so that uh, they can provide their mailing address and see the forms of payment, um, which is uh, right now Cash App and Zelle, uh, just for presently. And um, I can provide them with a book or product because I have mugs and ASOV mugs on that website. I have Another Side of Victory and ASOV t-shirts on that website. And I also have little pins. I don't know if the pins are on the website, but um, I have pins that you can wear on a daily basis that say I am Another Side of Victory. I also have tote bags. Um, that, that's Those tote bags are nice, y'all. Lots <laughs> of colors. They come in different sizes. Yes, I have tote bags that can be purchased as well. So um, bottom line, if you go to the website, LoriGaleEnterprise.com, you can email me and we can converse that way. And uh, I can send you out your product. Okay, and in case everyone doesn't know that Lori Gale... That's L-O-R-I-G-A-I-L enterprise.com. And we're going to end this on a final note. Lori, are there any words, uh, any parting words that you'd like to leave with those that may come across this podcast and hear? Are there any type of encouraging words that you may want to leave with someone? A words, it could be a prayer, whatever it is that you may want to leave with the audience that may come across this podcast. No matter, no matter what anyone faces or goes through in life, um, know that you have the victory. Because of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are victorious. We all are victorious because of 2,000 years ago, <laughs> the Lord Jesus Christ gave us the victory. So obtain it, hold on to it, embrace it. And don't allow the world to dictate to you what victory looks like. You can be another side of victory. Absolutely, absolutely. So we want to thank 
you, Lori Wright, for letting us uh, speak to you about your book. And I have to reiterate again, it is a must buy. Once you start reading it, you will not be able to put it down. And I am not even saying this because she's someone that I hold near and dear, but it was absolutely a great read and one that you must read during this time. Um, again, be sure to get her book and uh, the mugs or the tote bag or the pens. Again, visit Lori Gale Enterprise 